This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you who I've met in person have seen my unbelievable dashboards that I built. You know, I'm an analytics-like crazy person. I love the data. And I love presenting the data in beautiful dashboards that my team can use on their mobile devices, their phones, and TVs throughout the office. Now, the way I do this without having to hire a big development team is at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. It's using a company called Clipfolio, and I'll tell you more later on in the show how I use them. It's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. This is episode 654. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn from the Expensify CEO, David Barrett, which has passed 450,000 customers, each paying $9 per month for expense reports that don't suck. My question is, will he beat Intuit at its own game? Good morning, everybody. Our guest this morning is Dale Beaumont, and he's an award-winning technology entrepreneur, international speaker, and author of 16 best-selling books. He started his first business at age 19 and has been building companies ever since. One of those companies is now a multi-million dollar enterprise, which has enabled Dale to become an investor, philanthropist, and to step foot in over 70 countries. All right, Dale, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Let's have a chat. Okay, so a few things. Uh, technology entrepreneur, uh, best-selling speaker of 16 books. People always hit me hard. They go, Nathan, you can't have these bestsellers on that are like Amazon bestsellers. Like, it's too easy to game. It's a bunch of baloney. So when you say 16 best-selling books, what does that mean? And generally, what are the books about? Yeah, so I started publishing books. My first one was published in 2001. So that's way before the kind of the days of Amazon. It's the days when we actually had these things called bookshops and people used to go in there and actually buy them. Uh, I'm, I'm joking, but um, yeah, that's kind of how I really started my uh, whole whole career uh, was was back um, selling books through bookshops, um, and then I've published another um, yeah probably sixteen in total and sold a quarter of a million copies. Uh, so yeah, all of the books that I published hit the best bestseller list uh, within Australia um, and uh, are now available uh, through the iBookstore and also Amazon as well. What measures that in Australia? Is, it, is are you talking Amazon bestseller list or New York Times or what? No. So uh, a bestseller in Australia is selling 5,000 books in physical bookshops. So Got that's it. the kind of technical definition of a, of a bestseller uh, in Australia. And why did you, so back in 2001, how old were you? So I was 19 and uh, I started my first company a few months before and realized that one of my, uh, I suppose one of the challenges was, was being so young and, and in business. And I was running uh, a, a company which was running seminars for teenagers, teaching things like goal setting and leadership and communication skills. And one of the things that we were always challenged by was people saying, look, you're so young, you're so inexperienced, you know, um, yeah, how can you be doing this work? And so we thought, well, how do we create credibility? Well, one way is to do what you do for the next 20 years and then someone will say, okay, you've got credibility. Or secondly, you can manufacture credibility and one of the ways to do that is through writing a book. So we um, we wrote a book and then we learned about what was it called? how to sell it in bookshops. What's that? What was the title? It was called The World at Your Feet and it was like a personal development book for teenagers. And then we learned about how to write a press release and that got us onto uh, 
national television in Australia a bunch of times, and we um, really leveraged off that to generate around 100 different uh, newspaper and magazine articles. And it kind of really you know, put me on the map, and it helped me to expand that first company that I had uh, into seven uh, different countries. And uh, it's actually still running to this day. Dale, what did you um, grow so, that yeah, to? When, when you published that book, what did that help you grow the company to in terms of revenue for, say, 2002 or 2003? Yeah, so we went from sort of really nothing uh, to around three hundred thousand uh, dollars within a couple of uh, within two years. And so that was kind of to most of that. Yeah, the book was really the kind of the starting point uh, for the for the whole kind of journey because uh, it really gave us the credibility that we needed to get to to uh, to get the attention of the media because at the time, being nineteen years of age, we couldn't afford to run you know, ads on the television or radio or in the newspapers. So the only way to get the message out there was uh, was was actually through uh, people writing about us and sharing our, our story. So that was kind of the, the launch pad. And then um, I got kind of busy for the next uh, four years expanding that business. And then a few years later, back yeah, in you grow 2000. What did you grow that company to But before you moved on to your next thing in terms of sales? Yeah, in terms of sales, we got to around about half a million dollars um, in terms of revenue. Um, but that's when I kind of uh, decided I wanted to start looking at some other uh, business ventures and I had this passion for publishing. So I came up with this series of books called the Secrets Exposed series. And we published uh, 15 books in the space of uh, two and a half years. Um, so that was kind of a On record what? What, uh, in that, Australia. That headline is so all broad. of these books were called were interview books that I did where I would pick a topic like for example marketing experts small business owners great public speakers property millionaires and I'd find 15 like of the best people in that particular field I'd interview them all collate all their ideas and put them together in a book this is kind of again you know before the days of you know, podcast interviews uh, I had to do it all the you know the recording way and tra transcribe them all and put them all into a book um, but we published uh, 15 of those books, um, Dale, promoted them really self, well. Self-published or did you hook up with a publisher? All self-published, all okay. self-published. And yeah, to sell, sell uh, you know, that, that amount of books, uh, 250,000 all self-published was good. And if you want to know the revenues, we did about $1.5 million uh, in terms of book sales within the two and a half years. What year, what, what were those two and a half years? Was that, what was that, 2008, 2009 or something? Yeah, that was uh, started in that in 2007, 2008, 2009. So I would have been, you know, in my uh, sort of like 27, 28 years of age. Okay. And uh, that was kind of like one of my, you know, um, yeah, successful kind of ventures. What did it cost you? Just I know that you've published a bunch of books, so this might be tricky. But for someone else listening, that thinking about self-publishing, your biggest cost is obviously actually publishing, like having a manufacturer make the book, the physical paper to, and binding it and all that. What did it cost you on average per book? So when you're doing more than about 5,000 copies, the price obviously comes way down. If you're doing like 100, they might be like $10 a piece. But if you're doing more than 5,000, they end up being uh, less than $2 per book. So if you're printing, say, 5000 it's about sort of $10,000. Now, one of the things that I did very, very successfully was to actually pre-sell my book before I actually had to cover the, uh, the print bill. And the way that I actually did that is by pre-selling the books uh, to the people that were in the books. So many of them went on to buy 1,000 copies. Um, and uh, then what I also did as well is I did a number of different partnerships with various 
companies and associations and uh, non-for-profit groups and accelerators and and uh, any kind of organization that um, was around that particular topic, and they would pre-purchase sure. certain uh, books at a big discount. What was the what was the sales copy like to the person that you included in the book that then you'd asked to to purchase? In other words, did you say, "Hey, I'd like to interview you for this book," but as a part of that, I require that you buy a thousand books, or like how did you literally structure that wording and then give us the actual name of someone that did that? Yeah. So when I, I did 15 books, the first four books, there was no kind of requirement to purchase any copies. I literally found the, the best people that I could uh, and I did all the interviews, collateral material. And just before I went to to um, to actually publish them, I then sent them all uh, like a proposal and basically said, hey, I'm going to print. Uh, this is your one and only chance to get them at a massive discount. And probably a half of them actually uh, purchased uh, copies of the books. So once I then had the first four out, I had credibility. And then I was having people approach me saying, hey, when's your next book? I want to be in, I want to be in it. So what I then did is I raised the bar and I said, well, if you want to be in my next book, then you have to commit to purchasing a thousand copies. And uh, I was able to fill up you know, my, the next 11 books uh, that way um, by having people actually commit to purchasing a certain number of copies so that guaranteed you know, that we would be printing at least uh, 20,000 copies per book. And then we went on to sell another five to 10,000 uh, through bookshops. And Dale, name one person that actually did that just to put a face to this idea. Uh, name one person that actually that purchased large amounts of books or? That, that, that did exactly that, that you reached out and said, I want to be in your book, that they bought a thousand and then, then they were in the book. Yes. Yeah, so um, there's um, uh, Brad Sugars, Tim Penman. These are all kind of uh, successful entrepreneurs in That's Australia. All. Just there wanted is, some examples. You know, that's fine. There's about 214 different people that we uh, interviewed. So yeah, uh, you can just check them on any of the book covers. That's great. Okay, wonderful. And then so move us forward. So it's 2010, 2011. At this point, you had a company an information company in uh, uh, you did up to about 500 grand uh, in annual revenue, then you started kind of really writing books rapidly did about 1.2 million there, then you kind of get the itch to become a philanthropist and start investing in I guess 2009 2010. Um, where'd you go? Yeah, so I started a company called Business Blueprint, and but how it sort of started was that uh, having been in business, you know, for for eight or nine years up until that particular point, I'd started to see this shift. The digital revolution had kind of started. Um, that uh, Google was now the kind of main way main way to market. You know, Yellow Pages was kind of dying. Uh, this thing called Facebook had just popped up. Um, you know, uh, YouTube was just purchased for you know over a billion dollars by Google. And business owners were kind of feeling that everything's changing, and um, they, they but they had no idea what to kind of do about this shift. They talked to their accountant; they'd have no idea. None of their friends would, you know, kind of know what's going on. And so I basically started a company teaching small business owners across Australia and New Zealand how to use technology to improve their business. And it started off, you know, from scratch and uh, we've grown it very successfully over the last seven years. Now it's a business that does more than $5 million a year in revenue. And it's a really fantastic uh, business where so all, we- all info product sales? Stuff. Uh, we do live events. We do webinars. We do. Uh, we have got a membership uh, site, so it's a, it's kind of like a hybrid um, approach. Um, and by combining live events with webinars and a membership site and personal coaching and mentoring, and meetup groups that we have, it's um, it's a yeah a program that people invest between eight to twelve thousand dollars 
or a 12-month program uh, with us in order to help them to transform their business and implement new technology. And then we only have a few minutes left here, but what I'd like to do is then transition into, so you have a successful Apple product business, and now you've built this product called Brin.ai. What does Brin.ai do, and what's your plan? Yeah, so my goal is to provide business education and support at like infinite scale and because um, there's 500 million small business owners on the planet and with the current model i have of live events and you know uh, meetups and webinars it's never going to reach you know the, the kind of the masses and i also done uh, did some research and found out that less than one percent of people have a business coach or business advisor so i thought wouldn't it be cool if we could create a product that gives everyone the chance to have a business advisor now that's not going to be possible with human advisors but we can do that through technology that sort of led me to research artificial intelligence. And uh, so two years ago, we actually started building the world's first artificially intelligent business advisor. So uh, her name is Bryn, and Bryn's like the Siri for business. And it's a smartphone app that you can download. It's free right now on both uh, Android and iOS. And um, we've built a library of over a thousand uh, videos that are built into the app. And we're just a few weeks away from releasing the artificial intelligence module, which will um, know the answer to over 5,000 business questions. So in the same way you talk to Siri, you touch a button and you ask a question, how do I generate more leads or how do I, um, you know, how do I employ my first staff member or how do I develop a podcast, whatever you want to know. And there's answers to thousands of business questions uh, instantly. Uh, so it's pretty cool technology. And, um, Dale, and why, would, why would I not just Google tool. this? Why would I not just Google how to get more leads or how to grow a podcast? Yeah, sure. So the, uh, the, the benefit of, um, of being able to use it through the, through the app is that oftentimes um, you'll, you'll be able to just yeah, touch, your, touch your finger, use your voice, and then when you get the answer, uh, it will then have a conversation with you um, to basically diagnose your particular problem. And then it will link you to a series of training videos that we have that dive deeper uh, into that subject. So it's all kind of uh, in one place. And uh, and all you need to do is just pull out your phone and it's right there. And how many, uh, when, obviously the landing page is already up at Brin.ai. How many people have downloaded this in the app store so far? So we've had 21,000 downloads within the past uh, six months. So it's off to... Uh, a good start, and we have around four and a half thousand people using it now uh, every week. And so, just guys, um, listeners, in case you're listening to this episode later, we're recording here in March 2017. So that's what past six months mean. Yep, exactly. So we uh, we yeah we launched it, and we've just been um, kind of growing the number of uh, of users on the the platform and listening to kind of feedback and and working on all the technology as well. Are you measuring things like utility? Like how, of the 21,000 people that have downloaded it, how many of them have opened it more than five times? Yeah, so we've had um, overall we've had 164, I think, thousand user sessions. So um, we can go in and do a whole bunch of uh, of, of analysis, uh, the cohort analysis in terms of you know how how many times people are using. But on average, you can kind of uh, say that the average person is you know is using it at least five times. But of course, there's some people that just download it once, and there's some people that have used it you know 10 or 20 times. But we can drill down and go through all of the uh, the individual numbers um, whenever we need. 
Yeah, that's what will be fascinating for me. Maybe to have you back on in a year because I see so many of these info product things. The issue is not driving downloads because usually they're built by very smart marketers like yourself. The issue is utility in that most apps mm. you download, you don't open. I mean, I maybe on my phone open maybe five apps on a daily basis uh, and everything else just kind of sits in this graveyard. So I'm curious if you know how you're going to kind of build open loops into the tool to get people to continue engaging it on a weekly or monthly basis. And uh, maybe, you know, we'll do a follow up later on uh, on that. But um, uh, last question here, uh, from a monetization perspective, uh, any plans to monetize this? In other words, do teachers have to pay to put videos in here or, or how are you making money from it? Yeah, so uh, right now I'm, I've been able to self-fund it from the existing uh, company that I have that's been, uh, been quite successful. But now we're actually being approached by um, corporate partners, um, uh, insurance companies, uh, banks, uh, telecommunications companies as well that are all trying to speak to small business owners. And so I've got an amazing product that small business owners love and are using uh, on a regular basis. And so um, what we're doing now is offering uh, partnership packages whereby those um, corporate partners can actually um, can, can receive uh, ads within the actual product. And also um, we can help them to create digital content as well uh, to serve their customers. And then they can benefit from all their cross promotion from the other non-competing businesses. So that's kind of uh, conversations we're having right now. And there's um, looks like there'll be a number of them coming on board within the next, um, within the next few weeks, which is exciting. When I was recently in New York meeting dozens and dozens of you that listened to the show, I showed many of you guys my SaaS analytics dashboard. I also showed you my website and a conversion dashboard from impression to free trial to paying customer, along with many other dashboards I use in my business, like my social media command center and a few others. Now, all of these are built with one tool. I just dragged and dropped them together. You can see how I did that at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. Now, these dashboards, guys, are critical to my business. You know, I refresh them on my mobile phone right when I wake up in the morning. I roll over and boom, refresh. I'll refresh them right before I have to take off on a flight because I'm just addicted to data and numbers. They drive my business. So I think they probably drive your business too. You can see my dashboards, how I use them at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. Now, if you go through the regular website, that's the tool is called Flipfolio, you only get 14 days free. You go through my link, you get 90 days free. So I got a great deal for you guys. It does expire. So you got to go there now. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. All right, Dale, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your besides any of your own, what's your favorite business book? Our favorite business book would be uh, The Seven Day Weekend. Number uh, two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, CEO, um, it would be uh, probably Mark Zuckerberg. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have? Uh, favorite online tool um, is, is it's actually on my smartphone. It's called Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. I use it to communicate with all my team. It's awesome. 
Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, probably uh, seven. Okay, and what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Married, uh, two kids, and um, yeah, enjoy uh, travel. That's great. And Dale, Dale, how old are you today? I'm 35. So last question. Take us back 15 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, what I wish my, <laughs> I suppose, um, it would be, it would be just to, uh, to really have fun and, and kind of enjoy the journey. I think the first 10 years I worked really, really hard and delayed, delayed a lot of kind of like, uh, fun stuff. Cause I was always, you know, too busy, too busy working. So I think it's important to live your life on the way through as well. Um, because, uh, yeah, you, you never know what's going to be around the corner. So make sure you have, you know, work hard, hustle. So all those things that everyone says, but enjoy the journey too. Guys, there you have it from Dale Beaumont. Around 19, he was launching his first business to about 100 grand in sales, published a book, grew it to 300 grand, published more books, uh, continued uh, and had success doing that. 16 bestsellers down there in Australia, did about 1.2 million in uh, book sales, built that then into a uh, business, a company that helped businesses and gave business advice, business automation, uh, specifically driving that to about 5 million bucks in revenue before launching his newest product, Brin.ai, which helps, again, business owners get kind of advice and information on demand via an app with 21,000 downloads so far. Dale, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks so much, Nathan. Great chatting. If you enjoyed Dale today, go back and listen to Maria Gotch yesterday. She invests $120 million into different financial technology companies. They've passed 40 investments and they add six to eight new investments per year. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners, but boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google Ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan.